Welcome to Life in the Tax Lane. Now, we're going to get into the actual Life in the Tax Lane in just a moment, but you're not going to believe this. We actually have a sponsor for today's show. Yeah, that's right. We're that famous now. The sponsor is Video Tax News. It's ourselves. We sponsored ourselves. That's what we did. <laughs> Anyways, we have a little ad here. It's about 50 seconds long, and I personally think it's funny. So hopefully you'll enjoy it too, and then we'll get into the materials. Thanks, and have a great show. The world has changed. The pace of tax change continues to accelerate. Only those with enough knowledge will succeed. A seminar exists. Tax Update 2021. Register now. This is a real seminar. Seminar contains 14 hours of professional development. But a lifetime of value and joy. COVID and early bird discounts available. Rated 4.7 out of 5 by 2020 tax update online registrants. If you're still watching this, get back to your billable work. The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded June 24th, 2021. Enjoy! Welcome to the July edition of Life in the Tax Lane. Best time of year for kids, parents. Well, we'll get through it. It's only two months. Great time to be a teacher. I'm <laughs> uh, kidding. I got to say, I'm, I'm a parent. I love summertime. You just go sit in your backyard. You read your income tax act. Life is good. Speaking yeah. of that. And you wonder <laughs> why you don't have any friends, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into the technical for today. The first thing that I wanted to mention is the SUS, the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy. So we know in the fall there were a number of audits done, and that was part of phase one. We know that phase two is starting right now. Um, so we're watching out for that. And if you want a good article to take a read through to get a feel for, for how these audits work and what you need to do, uh, definitely take a uh, look at this article from Blatch tax law. They talk about the costs of doing the audit in terms of time, uh, stress, but they also get into technical things like pe possible penalties that could be assessed, what happens uh, if there's an adverse assessment, a lot of good information in there, how to prepare in advance, etc. So I, I would definitely recommend checking out this article. Caitlin, I gotta say, yeah, these audits aren't gonna go anywhere. We're seeing phase two. CRA recent released a, recently released a tax tip, which basically said we're concerned about promoters out there encouraging taxpayers to make inflated false sues claims. So they're going to be trying to find these taxpayers here. They're going to be asking a lot of questions. And like you said, this paper identifies a lot of things, a lot of tools you can arm yourself with if you do have to deal with one of these audits. Well, keep right. our eyes open. I got to figure when they start doing the next round of sues audits, they may be looking for SIRS, the rental subsidy yeah. as well, because they're pretty closely linked. But one area where they're not linked is the SIRS lockdown support. I can get an extra 25% of that rental subsidy. So 25% of rental expenses is pretty expensive. If I was subject to a public health order that restricted my ability to carry on business. And I gotta be able to show I had at least one activity we couldn't do because of the lockdown. They said, not allowed at all, not 15% capacity, none. Mm -hmm. And I look at this and go, this is the two 25%. I get a 25% enhancement to my claim if I can show that 25% of my revenues in the comparative period 
came from one of those restricted activities, things I wasn't allowed to do under this public health or lockdown order. So what are those restricted activities? When a travel agency asks here, well, we were still carrying on business, but we couldn't have people come in off the street and book travel arrangements. We used to do everything in person. Now it's all online. We got people working from home, doing it by telephone. Is it the same activity or do we have a restricted activity? And CRA said, hey, in person could very well be a separate restricted activity when you're told no in-person work. Uh, so just because you're able to keep business going in some fashion doesn't mean you're not necessarily eligible for that extra 25%. What if you're in a mall? You're a food court restaurant. You're a shop in a mall. Well, you got curbside pickup. You got takeout. Maybe you got skip the dishes delivery. CRA said, yeah, but you don't have in-person shopping. You don't have sit-down dining in the food court. Again, those could be restricted activities. You may still be entitled to that extra 25%. So maybe go back and take a look at some of those claims. If you had a lockdown type order in effect and you didn't claim lockdown supports, not too late to amend. And for sure, keep an eye out for it for those current lockdowns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing I like about that is you might be still getting the same product, but if you're buying it in a different way, it could mean it's being provided under a different activity. Lots of potential claims there. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, shift gear a little bit and talk about uh, whether you're working now. CRA, ESDC, a number of different organizations might be interested in whether an individual is actually working at the business they say they're working. You know, maybe they're trying to substantiate uh, whether you're eligible for serve, you know, whether a salary is reasonable or not that a family member might get. Maybe they're trying to determine whether you have insurable earnings to get various EI benefits. And it's this last situation that we're dealing with in a Quebec court case here. Individual wanted maternity paternity benefits. Um, they did have a record of employment demonstrating they had sufficient hours to get the benefit. However, ESDC didn't believe them. And it was pretty interesting when you went through the court documents as to the factors the court looked at to determine whether they thought the taxpayer was telling the truth or not. Now, of course, they asked the taxpayer, tell us about your workplace, tell us about your clients, suppliers, didn't have solid responses there. But interestingly, the court also looked at the cell phone records of the taxpayer, noting that that cell phone was very rarely in the vicinity of the alleged employer's location. Put all those factors together and the court said, we don't think you actually worked any of those hours, denied the benefits and actually upheld a $4,500 penalty that was assessed on the taxpayer. And I got to say, you know, is this an indication of things to come looking at cell phone records and other types of reviews by various organizations um, at the government? No, that's a good oh, one, Caitlin. My wife never lets me leave without myself. <laughs> She's <laughs> tracking you, Hugh. <laughs> well, we're going to we're going to turn the page here, and we're going to talk a little bit about some major U.S. tax changes on the horizon. And you know, there there are many uh, Americans in Canada who are still required to file in the United States, even though they live here now. People in Canada who might have rental properties in the U.S. So, so some big deals. So let's talk about some of these things on the horizon. Uh, first of all, that corporate tax rate is going to go up to twenty eight percent. So pretty huge jump there. That's the first thing. The second thing is looking at implementing a fifteen percent global minimum tax. So you might have. 
have sales in the United States and maybe there's no permanent resident, so there's no requirement to pay, you know, federal tax anyways on it. Uh, but under this new minimum tax regime, you may be subject to tax because it is focused on where are your customers rather than where are you located. Some of the other items that are coming out, we got a, a, an increase to the mar marginal top tax rate for individuals from 37 to almost 40 percent, so 39.6. And also long-term capital gains and qualified dividends, which were generally capped out at about 20 percent, are going to increase to the normal tax rate for taxpayers that have at least a million dollars in income. So the wealthy are going to get hit more on certain types of income. So that's that's a pretty big one. And finally, uh, unrealized taxation on unrealized capital gains at death. That's something we have in Canada. In the United States, it's really the estate tax regime where you have to pay tax on everything you sort of own at death. Well, with this introduction here, you'd essentially have two levels of tax, tax on the gains and the estate tax. So we're watching out for those changes as well. Caitlin, Pew? Mm -hmm. Wow, you know, we keep talking about changing the capital gains inclusion rate in Canada. What if they only changed it for high income earners? Uh, I wonder yeah. if they're looking south of the border. One other thing we're seeing coming out of the U.S., Joe, is those master limited partnerships that people like to invest in. And it's important to know what exactly you're investing in. You know, we're used to investing in shares, 15% foreign tax withheld in the U.S., get my credit in Canada. Not as a partner in a partnership. Withholding? top U.S. personal tax rate, currently 37%, maybe going up, as Joe just mentioned. Now, add to that, they still withhold even if it's going to a retirement account, like my RRSP. I want my foreign tax credit. If I've not got that in my RRSP, nuh-uh, show us you actually owed that. File your U.S. tax return and report your partnership income and all your state tax returns. Uh, don't know that the IRS is motivated to come after me when I've already paid top rate tax. The be best they can do is break even. But Canada's not giving me a foreign tax credit. So what's that? 37% plus maybe 40% in Canada? Mm -hmm. Not sure this is such a great investment after tax. Mm -hmm. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and uh, talk about an issue that we've hit on it a number of times. And it's all about maintaining good records when running your business uh, in a corporation or as a proprietor. And we had a court case this month that um, we did have a corporation that had very poor records and it created big problems for the taxpayer. Taxpayer here got just over $300,000 from his corporation. Uh, and he said, you know what, that is a repayment that I got from the corporation because I loaned it money years ago. And see, or the, the minister said, no, 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 that's not what it is. We think that's income, full income inclusion. There was no advance that you previously made to the corporation. Well, corporation has poor records, can't support that. So it's left to the shareholder. Luckily, the shareholder was credible in court, was able to build a list of contributions and tie uh, portions of that list to his personal bank account to substantiate the advances he had previously made to the corporation. End of the day was not full income to the taxpayer. He was lucky. Um, but a reminder, please keep good records in your corporation. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com.
The preceding information is for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.